0: When I was younger, I was always told, and I put this in quotations, that I have anger problem. I was always angry, but it's always something beneath the anger um, that I was going through. I just had a lot of trauma and stress. The way that anger made me feel, I never want to feel that again, because it's, it's just like a horrible feeling. And the way that I get mad, I just, I'm off the roof. And so... For me to control that, I try not to let myself get angry. This is the Bounce
1: Back Generation podcast. I'm Jennifer Dillon. Anger is all around us. We see manifestations of anger and rage being played out on TV, YouTube, social media, or maybe you saw it on the road you're driving on listening to this podcast. There seems to be a pull towards being angry and we're feeling it. Today, we're doing something different. Joining us are some of our staff members. We're called Bounce Back Generation with an emphasis on the generations part because our staff is mostly made up of young people. They're learning about the science of trauma, personal growth and emotional resilience and most of our content and tools are created by them. We're lucky to also have older generations of experts who work with us and one such expert is Whitney Green, a licensed therapist who counsels teens. She presented us with some deep insights into anger. Did you know that anger is a secondary emotion? It's there to cover up another emotion, one that may be too vulnerable to reveal. Our staff participants today are Nasser, Elijah, Paloma, and Shankel, who you heard at the top of this. If you are a young person, you might see yourself in some of the expressions of anger we're going to talk about. If you're an adult, a parent, or anyone who works with young people, you might get some insight into how youth are having to process the anger that is pervasive in our culture.
2: I wanted to start out by looking at where you guys are seeing anger coming up in the world. One of the big things is anger coming up, for example, on social media. Do you go online and get more angry and, if, and do you seek it out or do you stop when you see stuff that makes you angry, whether it's online or wherever?
3: I, I do. I, I wouldn't say that I necessarily feed into it because I don't really comment or engage or like things, but I am more than willing to consume angry content on specifically TikTok where I will be scrolling, and then I'll find a video that talks about something going on in the government right now, just highlighting the political corruption that we have. And it just makes me more and more angry to learn about the things that the people in charge are doing. And it makes me very furious. And so. Yeah, it totally feeds into my own anger. It makes me more angry. And then I look at more stuff and I do more research on it and get more angry. And I wouldn't even say that it's not even justified. I feel like it's pretty justified anger too. So while I don't think it's unjustified, it's, it's definitely something that uh, makes me angry and
4: can put me in a bad mood. What you said perfectly explains like how I feel anger perpetuates itself on social media. I also want to add that cyberbullying is a big part of anger, and, and individuals do often target each other. It's now shifted to there's those targeting whole groups of people with offensive, hurtful, threatening language and messages, which leads to frustration now on both sides, the bully and the person who is bullied. And I also see there's a lot of things like hate speech and crawling, and that's hard to control because it's it's very uh, hard to understand and, and, and differentiate between hate speech and trolling between regular speech and criticism. But when it does show itself, it's very, very ugly. And I think this also contributes to echo chambers and like confirmation bias, the algorithms, they show content that aligns with our pre-existing beliefs, pre-existing opinions, and the echo chambers that naturally exist are now being exposed to a actually much limited range of perspectives than usual, which will become harder to, to detrench them from people's views. I think right now they're very entrenched, and that's really perpetuating anger into all aspects of society.
2: So what they call it, rage farming. Like there are literally people out there who are planting seeds to make us angry and then using that anger for their own benefits, right?
5: And that benefit is very tangible oftentimes. Not even getting into the details of convoluted, reasons for why people are doing things like that anger translates into lots of interactions and lots of interactions translates into a lot of money so when i'm
0: on social media for me it's just that social media i don't take things seriously on there so i have that lens every time i'm looking at it but when i do see things that upset me like things that's going in the world and the responses that's given made about what's going on then I have a bodily reaction to that and then from there I would just get off the internet because now you're messing with my body and my feelings and I don't need you to do that. Similarly, to Shankel I
6: don't really like it if it's two people angry at each other just because I, I don't want to. I'm one of those people where sometimes the news can be too much for me because it's just a lot and sometimes and it's always on up right in the morning. And that could ruin my day, just watching it in the morning. And sometimes that like, comes up on my pre-page or stuff like that. And it's usually situations like that where it reminds me of that. And I don't like it as much.
0: Yeah, but... I don't think it. If I run across it and it's something political or something that's going on in the world, I will have a reaction. But if it's something like i don't know two people angry at each other and they're going back and forth i just bypass that um and i do get certain reactions where i feel angry i wouldn't say like angry okay me and anger we have this real tight relationship (laughs) so when i was younger sorry, story time, brief story time. When I was younger, I was always told, and I put this in quotations, that I have anger problems. I was always angry, but it's always something beneath the anger um, that I was going through. And so when I was a teenager and I was able to be more self-aware of my feelings and processing them, I, w- I felt like I wasn't angry. I just had a lot of trauma and stress and things that i was going through the way that anger made me feel i'd never want to feel that again because it's, it's just like a horrible feeling And the way that i get mad i just i'm off the roof and so for me to control that i try not to let myself get angry now i may get upset or i may get irritated about a situation but I won't allow myself to get to that angry, seeing red type of feeling.
6: But what I do like, or what I do love, are ranting videos. Like, I love it when people just rant about their day. or this, like, let me tell you about this lady that was staring at me in the supermarket and then did this. And I'm like, oh, I'm with you. Like, what did she do? And it's so funny to me, but it doesn't necessarily make me mad. It makes me feel good in a way that I can't describe because I also rant and I'll rant to myself in the mirror sometimes. It might be crazy. I don't care. It makes me feel better. So I do it and I love watching videos like that. So that's my favorite angry content. I'm so glad you brought
2: up the rant because a friend of mine sent a whole long rant about how people are not responding to his emails and making phone calls and he's trying to do all this stuff. And it's, it was like, it went on and on and on. And then at the end of the song, I just had to rant. I was like, no, I think mean, I have no comment on it that we got a rant and you just need somebody to hear it. And there's something about that that's very freeing to release that.
0: I agree with Paloma with that, with the rant. Yeah, the rants I, are... Th- yes, and it- with friends too when they call you and be like yo girl guess what happened and then they're just going and going and going and I'm like yeah yeah what else happened you know get it keep going get it all out
2: and there's something that's kind of like comical about it if someone goes off on a rant and they're really creative and then this person and then they did this it's kind of funny too and it's just a great way to release because laughter releases a lot of that pent-up feeling. So, Shankel, you brought up something that that I want to follow. What are some of the differences between being angry when you're really young, being angry now for you guys who are a little bit older, and then you know what it's like to be angry when you're a lot older what are the the ways in which you you temper or you change your anger responses as you get older Have you noticed
0: Have any of you guys noticed that I have yes when I was younger, I was real angry. If you would say something that I just didn't resonate with, immediately I would just start yelling. I used to pull my hair out and I used to bite myself. Thinking back now, I'm like, why would I bite myself and pull my hair out? And I love my hair and I love myself. I <laughs> feel so like, why would I do that? But I didn't have any tools or anything to teach me how to release those feelings. I just did it based on what my body told me to do at that time when I was younger, which was bite myself or (laughs) pull my hair out. And then I'll say in high school, when I would get angry, let's say like at a teacher or something, I'm sorry to say, I would cuss teachers out. I would just yell at them and just use so much profanity. And that was it. And I just didn't care. I was just, I was a teenager. And then, like, now, as an adult, I have the ability to stop and think, why am I angry? What about this situation made me angry or is upsetting me or is irritating me? And how can I move forward from that? And it takes me, like, literally, like, a second because I process things super fast in my brain, especially when it has to do with my feelings. I'm able to stop and be like, wait, what just happened? Why did I get angry? What is this bringing up for me? What did this person do? Hold it. Let me think before I respond. If I choose to respond.
2: That's a pretty good checklist. Okay,
0: stop. Do you breathe at some point? No. No? I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I just stop and then I immediately get into my processing mode.
3: When I was a kid, I would I would lash out a lot. My brother picked on me a lot when we were kids because he's, he's only 18 months older than me. So kind of expected that we got in fights a lot as kids. And I had a very hot anger, very fiery anger. So when he would pick on me and make me angry, we would just start wrestling. And he would make me more angry by saying like, you're not allowed to punch. We're wrestling. I'm like, this isn't a game, dude. You barely, you really pissed me off. I would yell. I would cry. I would use physical aggression to get people to take me seriously because nobody did. Because I was a kid, and that made me even more angry. And the people around me would call me Incredible Hulk when I got so mad. That was that was so helpful. And yeah, you guys really. Uh, helped me figure out how to how to work with my emotions and now as an adult I when I'm angry in the moment I still can get snappy with how I talk and I always feel bad about it I could sometimes be a little snappy or a little curt with people but I'm pretty quick to recognize when I get angry now and so now I just remove myself from the situation as quickly as I possibly can, before I do end up saying anything mean or rash or lashing out at all, I just quickly get out of the situation and isolate myself. I breathe and sometimes I'll listen to music or I will do something to distract myself, maybe watch a show. Bluey is one of them, just to let you guys know. Bluey is one of those shows that can magically fix all of my emotions so sometimes I'll watch Bluey for a little bit and then I'll be ready to get back into it and go back to someone and then talk to them calmly and talk about why I was upset without lashing out or anything. So I would say I'm a lot better at managing my emotions now. It's very rare for me to lash out. Only a select few people that can really push my buttons like that.
6: I have an interesting relationship with anger and with. As a child, I learned pretty quickly that if I ever displayed anger in any way in which people could understand, it wouldn't go well for me. Either my anger was met with worse anger or I was ridiculed. Either way, my feelings would be hurt. Because of that, once I got to a teenage age where you naturally start to rebel, Against different things, I would get passive aggressive. So instead of being like fully aggressive and say what I really wanted to say, because I secretly had this little fear that somebody was gonna hurt my feelings, I would just say something passive aggressively and I would never address really what it was that I really meant to say. But now I've gotten to a point in which being passive aggressive respectfully I say this as respectfully as I can it makes me want to barf like <laughs> the idea of withholding so now I get to the point where I just blurt things out or I just say certain things or I get quiet and there's no in between for me I'm either just blurting it out or I just get very quiet but I rarely yell anger hasn't always been the best emotion for me but I'm learning how to be able to express it a bit more because I don't think I've ever been able to do that and I think being able to express anger in a more healthy
4: way would be pretty great for me. Yeah, I was so glad you, you brought up the points you did Lola. Well, i uh, I would say for me, my experiences and relationships with anger are, are directly tied to who I am. As a young person of color, with unique experiences that kind of shape me, my racial and ethnic background, where we are in the world, both geographically, politically, and culturally. I think that how I live with anger is directly related to who I am. And I think for a lot of people, they don't have the same experiences. They also don't have the same responses to anger. And our experiences, I think, are really influenced by how we deal with anger and the amount of anger and the type of anger we experience in our life. Dealing with educational and economic disparities and having that contribute to the feeling of anger and frustration among young people of color, really does make this a different blend and flavor of anger that not everyone experiences. But the lack of basically equal opportunity and, and, and racial justice takes an emotional toll of constantly having navigate a world that doesn't treat you equally, which gives you a, a t- an anger that is really hard to dislodge, which is why, in my opinion, we see it that in our communities, uh, in our poor uh. People, uh, people of our communities, we see this a lot, where the anger is entrenched to a point where no matter what you do, we'll never be able to get it out of the system, from, a, from an individual. What we can do is manage it. it. It's become almost like a cholera, <laughs> where everyone has it in their body now, because of, the, of the, where they live and what's been done to them, that the only way we can get rid of it is, is, is managing and treating it. We have to treat and manage our anger. Especially since not every anger is the same. I mean, being angry that your private jet is late. Or being angry that, you know, your dad didn't buy you the new BMW X3. Or being angry, you know, I've I've had, had, you know, classmates. Oh, my dad only got me a Mini Cooper. He didn't give me a BMW. Oh, well, congratulations. Our food stamp balance went down by $300 a month. So, yeah. And what we see is the... That cycle
2: doesn't get broken. So we put people in situations where they're in a pressure cooker all the time and then expect them not to blow, not to get angry and express that in ways that, yes, are terrible, but are a manifestation of the atmosphere, the environment that people are forced to live in. Liam, anything you want to add?
5: Just that the way that I think about intense emotions in general is that they all are important in their own way. I think sometimes we look at anger as a really negative thing because the way that anger manifests in front of us is ugly and scary. But anger definitely plays an important role in our evolution. As people I think that it's a multifaceted emotion and part of it is passion. Passion is a huge part of anger. Having passion about things is amazing. The thing about these intense feelings, along with many parts of our lives, is that when we're young, we learn to develop them, to express ourselves. Oftentimes, the way that that is built inside of us when we're young is pretty rigid because we're just figuring it out. So I have anger because I need to protect myself. Now I have this intense, structure around me well that's actually good because i'm protecting myself but now what i need to do as i'm growing up is to learn how to not take down that structure but to make it more malleable to breathe with it everything is like you know it's like water so if you have all this intense feeling in here and you have this anger on top of it and this is like super rigid This is just going to break through it and you're just going to burst up. But if you have all these intense things inside of you and you learn how to kind of work with this feeling, all of a sudden this can grow and this can grow inside of it and this can contract and this can contract around it.
2: I like what you said. And I think what everybody has, has said actually answers the next question, which was, basically, what are some of the ways that we cope with anger? And I think that what you're talking about, Liam, is that as you grow older, if you don't learn different ways, then you're going to be expressing these huge, you know, feelings out, of the, out in the open that can be um, uncontrollable, uncontrolled, ugly. People will just turn away. Even if you have something really valid to say, if you say it in anger, sometimes it's just not received. And what, I think Shankel started to lay out as certain things that you can do to manage that. So when you're angry, your body and your mind are working together to, to fight, flight, freeze. You're in, your nervous system is ramped up because anger is a way of expressing your feelings of threat. You just threatened me. That's why we get road rage.
4: It's because uh, of you- the situation and the context. You're going seventy many miles an hour down in a pothole, can make you flip upside down a hundred times. Your anxiety and your feelings are already at a base level, a lot higher than you would be chilling. which is exactly where, where where young people of color, where exact, their whole life is on the highway going down 70 miles an hour, wearing no seatbelt, in a right. car with old tires. That's
2: right. So if you're already, and we talked about this in, in our podcast about nervous system regulation, if you're already on on a scale of one to 10, you're on eight or nine all the time and then you go over a pothole or someone starts to inch into your lane as you're driving or something you go into 10 and 11 immediately instead of you know i'm going to do something to uh
0: to fix that. i just want to say the going from 1 to 10 analogy i learned about that in when i went to therapy and it's called your window of tolerance if you always have this window of tolerance where Some things can come in and it it doesn't affect you that much. But then if you have so much already in your window of tolerance and then the itty bitty little thing like the middle finger on the highway or someone cutting you off and then you just go like haywire because that person or that thing or whatever happened came into your window of tolerance and you cannot handle that because you already have your set window that so makes sense doesn't it
2: so what some of the things that we've talked about that shankel brought up liam brought up asked about everyone and everyone brought up about ways to deal with it is to one get into your brain so if you're being your body going haywire and on eight and nine and ten and get into your thinking mind because your thinking mind can help you to recognize why am i angry is that person actually trying to kill me or they just made a mistake and they didn't use their blinkers? And sometimes we don't recognize it because we are like fish in a fishbowl. We don't realize that our neighborhood is really bad or that our situation in life or that we're someone from a uh, community that is discriminated against, whatever. It's one thing that Pluma mentioned is just being able to recognize that I find other ways to try to express my anger because I'm not respected when I express my anger or I get punished for expressing my anger. So it's a lot of self-awareness. Elijah talked about just getting out of the situation, moving yourself away from it so you have some perspective on it. So before we wrap it up, I wanna talk about one more thing that I think is really important. And that is, and you, you guys have kind of mentioned it, that anger is not always bad. And one of the things that, we have to recognize is that there's the anger that is a totally emotional. I'm stressed out and I'm going to get the stress out in whatever way I can. And then there's anger. That's what people call justified anger or righteous anger, where you see some injustice happening in front of you and it makes you angry.
3: I, uh, I use anger to motivate me to be a kinder person, ironically. um. I, a lot of the things that I do, especially a lot of good things that I do, I do out of spite (laughs) or not necessarily being nice to somebody. I don't do that out of spite, but things like if someone tells me that I like won't succeed in any, in literally anything, I will do everything in my power just to prove them wrong, just so that I can rub it in their face that they were wrong. I've told a story a million times that someone told me that I wouldn't be able to get a job if I had painted fingernails and I uh, wasn't even planning on getting a job at that time. But because they said that, I immediately applied for a job, interviewed and made sure to show the interviewer my fingernails and then got the job just to tell someone that I proved that wrong and that they have an outdated view of painted fingernails. But I also do it in ways that I think do help make me a better person in that when I grew up, I would notice the things that I didn't like about how adults treated me, not just my parents, but just adults in general and how they, a lot of them didn't take kids very seriously, like teachers and other kids' parents. If I had something to say, they would not listen. They did not care what I had to say, no matter how serious I was. With any sort of idea or opinion, it, it just did not matter because I was so young. And that drove me crazy because I was, I was young, yes, but I was thinking this is a good idea and you're making me really angry right now. And I would take mental notes of those things that I did not like about how I was treated as a kid. And so now as an adult, I've, I've remembered those things. And so, When I am around a kid, I always give them the respect that I wanted as a kid from adults. Because kids are people. They may not be geniuses quite yet, but they still have ideas and they still have thoughts and they're still independent beings. And I think that they deserve our respect and attention when they want to tell you something. But yeah, I I use anger to motivate me to be a, a better person than people were to me growing up.
6: I totally agree about the kid thing in general. And that just made me think because like I feel like now that I'm an adult, like a lot of other adults like expect me to think in the same way as them around a lot of topics. And I always differ when it comes to kids because I have this wild theory that maybe possibly as adults, we could possibly learn from children. I think that even in times of anger Personally, I like to, not necessarily in a toxic way, but I like to throw a
0: tantrum at times. Most recently, got this new desk. I was home by myself. And I sometimes don't like to read the instructions. I like to visually see them and follow the steps that way. But in this case, (laughs) I had to read them. But they were confusing because I felt like it was contradicting what the picture was showing and so I didn't know what screws to use I didn't know what leg goes to what like it was just a mess and when I don't understand things I react one or two ways I either shut down or I get angry my body just heats up and I get angry and when I notice that I have to stop for a second and then Now that this thing has made me feel this way, now I have to get my revenge, quote unquote, by just like putting it together. So once I like got angry at it and was like, you know what, I'm gonna just take a break. (laughs) Let me, give me five minutes. And once I did the five minutes, I was like, okay, Shankill, let's go back in here with an open mind. Let's, you, you need this desk, right? So let's put it together. And I was able to do that. And I took my time also doing it like reading the instructions over and over and looking at the picture so I was just like what and that's what got me frustrated and then I just stepped back and I was like okay I'm coming for you desk I'm coming you're going to get put together I do not so need help you, you <laughs> use the anger energy to get hyper focused on solving yes you, solving.
2: it feels really good and sometimes you could do a tantrum in a funny way that'll just turn you it like you'll just start laughing Yeah. Yes.
6: I just want to throw a pillow at a wall. That's it. Just let me throw a pillow. And it makes me feel so much better. And I feel like people judge kids for doing that type of stuff. And they're like, why would they do that? Try it. (laughs) Literally, just try it. You're going to feel better. It's the best feeling in the world. And I feel like we can learn a lot from kids, not just about anger and things like that, but just in every experience possible.
1: Thanks for listening. This is the Bounce Back Generation podcast. Thank you to our guests, Liam, Nasser, Elijah, Paloma, and Shankel. Our producer is Liam Donaldson, music by Jogging Turtle. Our upcoming podcasts are about topics that affect us all, like storytelling, getting through the death of a loved one, and meditation practices. If you would like to learn more about us, visit our website at bouncebackgeneration.org or our media site at BBGTV. Or you can follow us on Instagram at BounceBackGeneration and TikTok at Bounce Back Gen. If you have a story you would like to share about your own journey to emotional resilience, please contact us at info at bouncebackgeneration.org or call and leave a message at 415-570-8765.